can't think. It, it'll hit me again. I think there's something else I, I had mentioned, but it, it, it'll hit me again. But that's all right. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Our tens of listeners, glad to have you back with us here on the TCAD podcast. That's theatrical conjecture and dissertation. A fancy name for an unfancy show. It is I, one of your hosts, Don the Legend Chambers, coming to you from sunny Southern California and beaming to us via Skype all the way from Oravesi, Finland. <laughs> Ms. Sheree Stewart. How's Finland, Ms. Stewart? <laughs> Warmer than you think. Ah, shocking. <laughs> Shockingly warm. Shockingly You'd almost warm. say southern United States warm. Oh, wow, really? Louisiana warm, if you will. <laughs> Amazing. I got to go to Finland now. Right? That's pretty awesome. But welcome to everybody out there. Thanks for joining us again. Um, for those of you who are brand new listening to us, uh, you can hear us on uh, iTunes. You can stream us. On hipcast.com. You can find us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash TCAT podcast. You can comment, um, like us, share it. It's all good. You can send us email at tcatpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want us to talk about, what you want to hear, and all that sort of good stuff. Oh, also, we have, uh, I believe we have a number, uh, the, a Google phone number, right? What's that number we can give them? So you can leave us a message, or if you have any funny stories or anecdotes or anything you want to talk, uh, tell us about the entertainment industry that you know, uh, that number is 504-345-9344. That's 504-345-9344. And Sorry, it's not something cool like TCAD podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, we, we try to make everything as simple as possible. We couldn't with the number. It is what it is, but I'm sure after a while, when it's blowing up, yeah, right. You know, everybody will be wanting to call it. <laughs> <laughs> but onwards to the show. First off, I gotta, I gotta say, this is gonna be a, um, a really good, really good summer for movies. Uh, first and foremost, this month, Captain America. Uh, I saw it. I'll get back to talking about it in a second, but you know, I just want to say, you know, great. I Marvel, you know, knows what they're doing. But we have Captain America this month. We, we have in May um, the Amazing Spider-Man. Then uh, next month in June, depending on what you like, and I kind of like lots of different movies. You know, there's there's 22 Jump Street, mm -hmm. there's uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2, which, hey, I like animated movies. I thought the first one was cute. I will go see that. There's there's this movie called The Signal. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for it with uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, I have. It, it looks kind of different. Then we have, um, we have Transformers, which... That comes out at the end of June. Yeah, maybe good. Maybe not. Who knows? Then in July we have we have Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Mm -hmm. um, 
With the Rocks Hercules. The Rocks Hercules. Uh, mm-hmm. The trailer. It's got to be better than the one that came out earlier this year. Oh God, yes. I, I think I think once we get another trailer that maybe gives us a little bit more, we kind of get a better feel though for for what it's about. Uh, and then and then August is is Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Expendables Three, Expendables Three, and then. Wesley Snipes' triumphant return after his prison sentence. Yes. <laughs> Which, I mean, look, come on. I mean, Expendables 3 is, is just an excuse to get all these dudes together and just, oh, I know. And just blow shit up. Mm-hmm. If you go with knowing that, they're awesome. They just are. And, and one movie that surprisingly has just been sort of... Yeah, I will say it's, it's just been under the radar is uh, the Sin City, uh, a dame to kill for. Yeah, that's coming out in August, too. Yeah, it hasn't really, you know, nobody's, I haven't seen any huge push. I haven't seen any, a whole lot. I think of, they're going to push for it a little later. There's too much happening right now. They don't want to spend the money getting lost in the shuffle. Think so? I think so. I used to work in television advertising and... When there's a lot of stuff happening, so a movie that's coming out later will just because it's expensive, obviously, to to push for all that advertising, and I, I don't think they're going to spend that money right now. I would start. I think we're probably going to start seeing stuff for that not until July. I wouldn't expect to. You think July? It's just too much. There's too much coming out right now to waste the money. That. Yeah. Oh, and oh, stupid me. I forgot back in May, Godzilla. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> How could you forget that? And, and, and oh, X-Men. X-Men too. Sorry. Sorry, X-Men. Uh, those are two must, must sees. And then there's a few kind of wanna sees. Um, we have Transcendence, which comes out this month with uh, that's that Johnny Depp weird movie. Yeah, that, that is kind of cool. And then, um, let's see, what else is a kind of want to see? Maleficent in May. I'm kind of wanting to see that, um, that, uh, um, Scarlett Johansson movie, Lucy. Mm hmm. Have you seen the trailer for it? Mm hmm. It's, I they, they haven't, like, you know, pushed it out and think huge, but just sort of seeing. From the trailer, what it could kind of sort of be about? It looks... It, I don't know. For some reason, it just reminds me of Species, but with Scarlett Johansson. Well, it... Right, which I'm sure is... That's totally fine. That's has, has not a bad... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, trust me, I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know... Right, you're, you're totally down with that. I'm not gonna complain. Like, uh, alrighty then. That'll work. And then, uh... For the lovers of bad horror movies like me, Oculus comes out today, I think. Which that has um, uh, Amy Pond from um, Doctor Who. For all of my Doctor Who geeks who are who are totally on the journey with me, Don is not one of us. But whatever. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I, I I'm sure. I just need to sit down and actually. Uh, actually watch some episodes. But see, here's the thing is like, you know, it's such a long running series. I mean, I even remember 
Well, just start from the new one. Just start from uh, oh, which new one? 2005. You have to start from the beginning, from Christopher uh, Ecclesian. He's I, on, like, the first season, and then it switches to David Tennant, and then it goes to uh, Matt Smith. But you're saying 2005, though? Yes. Not That's where I started. Like, I, okay. I, it was in Hulu, and I just blasted through it. Don't go back to 1970s Doctor Who. No, no, you don't have to do that. I used to watch that with my mom. Well, not 1970s, but in the 80s. Like, yeah. I'm almost totally a Doctor Who watcher on PBS. He used to come on PBS. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try. Doctor Classic is in Hulu also, though. I, I'm, I'm going to try to get into it. It really is. I mean, you watched Torchwood. So, yeah. Doctor Who is just more PG-13 than Torchwood. But I feel like it's more interesting than Torchwood, too. Like, Torchwood got... They relied really heavily on their shock value content. Mm-hmm. I think Doctor Who, Doctor Who's a little more well thought out in terms of story and where things go and how things loop around. Because you're dealing with time travel. It's very well thought out for a show dealing with time travel. Right. Okay. Okay. I believe you. And then you can decide who your favorite doctor is, and all that jazz. <laughs> <laughs> who your favorite companion is, and all that jazz. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's going to be a this is going to be a good summer for movies, and obviously there's plenty of of great ones um, <clears throat> coming out in the future. But getting back to the summer, and obviously the one of the first really big ones, uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier, uh, saw that it's it is is much better than I thought, and the trailer that's out there. The trailers out there is it's kind of brilliant, but it doesn't do the movie justice. And I say that because lots of trailers, they seem to take you step by step everything that's going to happen. So you're sort of like, uh, okay, I guess you just told me the whole movie, basically. You know, this trailer, when I first saw it, kind of left me underwhelmed. You know, yeah. you just like, oh, all right, I because I mean, the first Captain America I thought was good. But I didn't think it was like, wow, good, you know. So I'm thinking going to be walking into the second one and maybe get the same thing. But there's a lot of great set pieces in this film and a lot of stuff that's going on that you're just like, whoa. And you finally really, like, really see Captain America as the super soldier that he is. It's really hardcore impressive stuff i mean really good i was like okay this is this is the captain america that everybody kind of had in their minds of what he can do and the the story definitely takes a turn that you're kind of wondering wow if this is where age of ultron is going to be venturing into it's 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 about to get really really weird out there you know <laughs> It just got real. Yeah. Shit just got real. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it, it's some serious stuff. So uh, I'll say that the, you know, the, the after credits sort of sequence, it, it wasn't mind-blowing. It, it kind of introduces some characters, but I wasn't, it, it wasn't, um, that part wasn't like a whoa, but that part, it, it kind of, filled in 
sort of like, okay, I now see another uh, story piece that's going to play into Age of Ultron. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which was great, you know. The pieces are clicking together to support this next thing. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, so if somebody's thinking that there's going to be some sort of, like, wow thing, uh, I I didn't find it as a wow. I just found it as a, okay, here's, here's where this other part of the story is about to, you know, fit in and and probably cause some more chaos, you know. So, but it, it was cool. I mean, overall, I, I get, it's well worth the money. I mean, I don't know about IMAX 3D money. I am so not down with spending IMAX 3D money for yeah. anything yeah. these days because it's too hard to see. You're spending almost $20 for a movie ticket for a movie that you probably have to go see again anyway because yeah. you can't. I don't think the human brain is really made to process that much information on that kind of a scale at one time. And to spend $20 for yeah. it. Yeah. I, 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 wish, I wish they would take the 3D out of it. Well, especially the aftermarket 3D. I really yeah. hate that that yeah. 3D conversion process because it muddles everything. It makes it dark. It makes it blurry. It's just – and it's unnecessary, it's, but it's, it is a way to drive yeah, up tickets. This, this movie is absolutely unnecessary in 3D. There's no point. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, watching it, I'm thinking, yeah, well, why would anybody need to see this in 3D? That's ridiculous. In IMAX, I can understand – because, I mean, I love IMAX, the, the huge screen, it's big, the sound. I mean, it's not necessary, but I wouldn't – it wouldn't be a bad thing to see any great, you know, kind of spectacle movie. Sometimes it's just hard, though, because I watched um, Transformers in in IMAX, and during one of the robot fight scenes, all I could process was just metal clanking on metal, and I couldn't see what was happening. Like, I had to wait until it came out See now, but, but later that's, on DVD. to I yeah. couldn't even process the fight. All I saw was just metal pieces clanking and sparking together. Like, I could not tell what was happening. That's, that's one of the problems, though, with – well, it's a problem with the way they do action movies nowadays, period. It's – it's incredibly close and incredibly shaky, and half the time nobody knows what's going on. The Cloverfield effect, if you will. Yeah, for, for some <laughs> reason, you know, everybody's doing this shaky cam for action. It's like in little doses it works, but, I mean, within Transformers, the hard part is there's so many close-ups of these robots in, you know, while they're transforming and fighting that you're right, all you just see is just metal. And you're like, is that a hand? Is that an Could arm? I, I had no, no clue. idea what was happening. Yeah, it's. I don't know how Michael Bay doesn't realize nobody can really see what in the world is going on. But I hope in this, in the next Transformers, I can you know understand better the battle. Who knows? Because I normally uh, like to save my theater going for spectacle movies that require a big screen like you know right. avatar right. and movies that just you know you're gonna miss something if you don't see it on the big screen the the awe, shock and awe of it but sometimes it's just too much oh yeah a lot of times it's just too much you know but you don't get you don't get very much of that in the captain america you, you can you see what's happening i mean everything is done really well it's you know, like we, like we were talking about before, Marvel's got it 
they've got it down to science. They know their characters. They, they, they know the story. They know how all these movie pieces fit together in their greater universe and it makes for, uh, better characters, much better story, and just everything is way more, I mean, you, you get more invested when things sort of piece together. You know, like you can, you can start watching from the first Iron Man through all these movies and you just get a feel for how all those movie universes are connected and how they progress. You know? Yeah. And so it's, it'll be exciting for when uh, the Avengers 2 and then how they treat the Hulk from there. And then they bring on those other characters of like the Ant-Man movie and, and such, you know? How do you feel about um, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch kind of being in this weird gray area we have going on? Because, you know, they're Magneto's kids. So, but Fox has the rights to the X-Men movies right now, but technically those two are, you know, they're historically part of the Avengers. So they, and I think they're going to be in, uh, or at least Quicksilver is in um, X-Men Days of Future Past. They've been, I've been seeing commercials <laughs> when they have their Burger King commercials, like he's in a couple of them, but then they're also potentially going to be in the Avengers but different actors in different direction and different, you know, costume choices, obviously. And it's just kind of odd. It could be, it's one of those things where it could potentially tie in these two franchises, but, but they are rather than working together, they're like working separately. It's it's unfortunately because, you know, Marvel sold off some of its properties when it was like going through its, I believe it was going through a bankruptcy years ago. Yeah, so like Fantastic Four, I think right. still has that. And I think it's 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 Sony that holds the X Men. I, I thought it was Fox. Or it's, it's Fox, sorry. Yeah. And so now you know Marvel's got its own studio now, but Fox now Fox is going to hold on to the X. If, oh yeah. If so there's a, unfortunately murder, <laughs> right? Because since they're still separate, you're going to have like it's just a little bit like you have characters that have a little crossover in both universes and both. Companies have a valid claim to them. Right. So you're going to have, like, the this, this same characters portrayed by, like, four different actors. Uh-huh. I mean, I think eventually, like, with Spider-Man, which Sony has. Yeah, Sony has Spider-Man. Eventually, those three are going to have to get together and be like, look, they're yeah. all in the same universe. We've got to get them together. There is more than enough money to be spread around to the three of us with these properties. Because... The, the Spider-Man 2 movie, this one, looks to be insane. Mm-hmm. It looks insanely good. And I have a feeling that's just going to, you know, rake in a, 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 an ass truck full of money. <laughs> so An ass truck? Yeah, an ass <laughs> truck full of money. So there's just, just no – and think about if Spider-Man then crossed into an Avengers movie. I mean – Right. It, it's natural. How much? I just want to see Patrick Stewart in an Avengers movie. Like, just, you know, like. That would be amazing. <laughs> or, you know, and I know Hugh Jackman's talking about, you know, passing the torch on Wolverine, but his Wolverine kind of dipping his toe in an Avengers movie for a second. Just, I don't know. I'd appreciate it. it it's got to happen. I think, I think it, well, I think at some point. 
Um, they have to get on it kind of soon because, and now this is just me, I think you can only carry it out but for so long. Like you can't have nine, I don't think you can have like nine X-Men movies. No, and they really have kind of dropped the ball on that a little bit because they're focusing so much on Wolverine and they really didn't. There's so many characters in the X-Men right. that could – I mean, Storm is such a great character, and, I, and I'm and i really See, not it, pleased with the choice right. of Halle Berry being Storm because she just doesn't fit that universe quite as well as right. someone else could, and that's a character that deserves – yeah. It's 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 tough in the superhero universe mm-hmm. because I mean you know somebody bring the example like well look they've got like the they're heading up to I believe like twenty four James Bond movies now you know right but I think the difference is um dealing in the comic books and just superheroes and superhuman which okay. Because uh, I'm looking at it like, look, when you have how many, you know, times can they save the world before it gets, you know, old hat? You know what I mean? And if each time is supposedly this is the gravest one, I mean, I, I don't know how many times you can keep that fresh. Because it'd be like Spider-Man. I mean, how many different villains of Spider-Man can you keep bringing out? And are they going to be worth you, you know, spending the $15 to see Spider-Man fight like Stilt-Man, you know, or one of those lesser known, of his lesser known villains, you know, uh, like the, the Boomerang or, or it's like, eh, <laughs> I, I think after I've seen him, you know, fight, you know, the the Goblin and and some big names, you know, once they get to the little ones, it's like, uh, I mean, how many times can you really watch that? And then, you know, conversely, like going back to, you know, the James Bond, people will say, well, how many times can you see a spy save the world? Well, I think the difference is in that universe, in that world, and you can pull stories from real life events, there's a bit more of a a real world connection. And you can, you can, you can lend some credibility to it and, and kind of understand it, especially when you're dealing with somebody that has no superpowers of any sort, you know. Well, the thing about Bond in particular is those movies tend to be uh, – they coincide with political atmosphere of the time. Exactly. And so that's something that keeps them new and fresh. And, and also, are they all directed by different people? It's more of an anthology than – right. Right. Than anything else. Right. I mean, I'm only saying because superhero characters in dealing with, you know, uh, a fantastical story like that, I'm thinking how many – you have to – in order to give them a real adversary, you've got to – you have to come with something big, you know. Right. If you have, like, you know, an Incredible Hulk who can – the strongest one there is, then you've got to come with something big, to really, you know, make it seem like he's got to fight. And then after you do that, well, how many of those can you possibly create and still keep it fresh? You know what I mean? <laughs> you said boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there some dude called, like, the boomerang or something? Yes. 
<laughs> saying. It's like because Spider Man fighting him. It's like, uh, please. That, that I've been not, trying not to laugh about that for like five minutes. <laughs> no, look, that's not to say that you know uh, comic book movies are going to die anytime soon. I'm not saying that. I'm just merely saying I think for some of these properties they're scraping down a boomer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think for some of these properties that you can only take them but so far before you're going to you're going to you're going to get to those those villains or bad guys that are just totally going to bring the quality down so much that it'd be best just to leave it, you know what I mean? Right. Rather than have Spider-Man fight the, you know, boomerang. I, mean, like, I don't even think he had powers. I think he just had boomerangs. <laughs> well, like, you know. like he was just a dude. Dude, flinging boomerangs everywhere. It's like, oh man! Okay. Like he didn't even have powers. He was just a dude. Just a dude and a boomerang. Was he like a football player or something? He was some kind of. He was, you know, athletic, but he wasn't. Like, I, I don't even know. Look. I would ask one of one of our one of our one of our listeners to please fill me in on Boomerang. What yes, was please deal? fill us in on Boomerang. You know, it's, I'm pretty sure he was just a guy. <laughs> just a guy, <laughs> <in> a Boomerang. <laughs> that's kind of funny, but uh, yeah, that's that. But when you get a chance. Definitely go see Captain America. I know. I totally dropped yeah. the ball. I yeah. didn't even work this week. I was off this week, and I've been living in the gym. Um, Getting your workout on. Yeah, like twice a day. I've been just kind of living in the gym. What are you trying to do? You get, you get ready for some new new headshots? Yeah, and then just to finally... Do it. Drop that little bit of weight that I would like to drop. Like, I'm not going to drop as much as some people say that I should. I'm not fat, but I'm TV. I'm definitely TV fat, but it doesn't take much. I don't want to be skinny, fat. so I'm just not going to. What's TV fat? I'm, no, no, I'm saying it doesn't take much to be TV fat. No, because you have to be 20 pounds underweight to be yeah, normal. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. So I'm not, like, skeletal by any means, and I'm I'm certainly not unhealthy but i would just like to tone up a little bit so i've been doing twice a day zumba and then uh spin and then i'm thinking about uh, starting a boxing training that's spending money for some more headshots girl get my fight on yeah spending more money to not work (laughs) (laughs) spending more money money to to be unemployed (laughs) (laughs) um i got the results back from the poll that we took Oh, yes. On how much, on average, our actor friends spend. And the highest I got back was 7000 a year. Golly. Uh, yeah. The lowest was 500 and that was a person who was able to cut their own reels and edit and, and Photoshop set up their own headshots. Because, you know, when you get your headshots, you have the photographer fee. Then when you go to get them printed, you have to pay the setup oh, yeah. fee. It's like $25 a picture just to set it up. Yeah. Template with the outline and your name and all that jazz. And then whatever it costs to print. So this guy was able to, you know, so the lowest was about 500 The highest was about seven grand. But most people spend two to $3,000 a year on acting supplies. So, so that, so that one who spent 
seven thousand a year, which basically came out to like five hundred and eighty bucks a month. Mm-hmm. So that's five hundred and eighty dollars a month. He said that was at his most right. most he's ever had to spend, right. and now he spends about four. So, but at the most, so he was spending five eighty a month around ish just to stay not working. Just to stay not working. In the hopes that maybe he'll work, but... And it's just, you know, it's everything. It's classes, it's workshops, it's headshots, it's the gym, it's, you know, clothes, makeup, printing fees, postcards. I have, um, like, girls who were talking about haircuts. Um, It's just all kinds of stuff that we spend money on. I mean, if, if... on the face of it, it looks, it just sounds like an incre- like the whole industry is an incredible scam. Yeah, then you have the, the casting sites. They all cost money to download sides, IMDb membership. Yeah, you, your, your SAG membership? SAG dues. Just to sit around and do nothing? Yeah. That's me. That's $200 a year down the drain. $100 biannually. Just to do nothing. Just to do nothing. And then plus whatever percentage of if I happen to work, they take a percentage of what you work on top of the regular dues, which, you know, in SAG's defense, there are a lot of things that you can take advantage of when you're in the union and you're not in Los Angeles and in New York. But if you're like me and you're SAG and you're not in Los Angeles and you're not in New York, you're just kind of giving them your money in the hopes that you'll work enough to eventually qualify for your pension and health benefits in the hopes (laughs) at some point at some point yeah i'm telling you it's 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 it's, uh again it's one of those things where you know somebody was you know asking me like hey what 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 advice i tell them don't listen to other people and their advice and definitely don't listen to those people that that keep telling you you have to do it this way or that way bunch of nonsense my advice would be to try to find everything that you can find to do that's free. Everything. And everything. do and whatever you have to do to get your name out there, do it. And I then mean, also my other advice would be to do as much as you possibly can yourself self, to yeah. develop skills. Learn how to use Photoshop, you know, learn how to set up your own, like do your own setup and print your own pictures. Like you can go to a professional place. Like there's a guy who I go to um that I would print my pictures from in Burbank and he's great, but I would at, eventually I would just set up my own pictures and then just email it to him and he just have the printing fee so I didn't have to pay the $25 setup fee for every picture. Everyone right. You right. know. They'll do retouching for you, but if you learn how to retouch your own stuff or find friends on – there's plenty of people on Facebook that know how to edit, that can help you edit your demo reel without spending $300 to get, you know, scenes shot and edited together. I mean, sometimes that's what you have to do if you have zero footage and, you know, you have companies like Real Star Makers who shoot really nice quality footage like sometimes that's an investment that's worth it but you really have to pick your battles on what investment you need to make and when you need to make it right absolutely i whatever i mean like you're saying whatever you can do on your own whatever you can write on your own whatever you can shoot on your own whatever you can create on your own 
Absolutely, man. It's Because um, work definitely begets work. If you're busy, that's usually the time when most people want to bother you to do stuff is when you're busy. So if you make yourself busy. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, it's like what people say, the best time to find a job is when you have a job. Exactly. Because when you don't have a job, it's always when it's like, damn, there's nothing there. I'm, I'm telling you. And when you're working is when all of a sudden people ask it, you know, you see these other opportunities. It's So it's like when you're doing something. Yeah, I mean, granted, it's, it's just not going to happen the next day, but if you're keeping busy and doing something or creating something, yeah, it it uh, it, it 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 helps your chances in in that something tumbling in to something more, and and hopefully it it becomes something of an everyday you know type of uh, uh, working situation because. You know, spending a couple thousand every year just to maybe get that uh, featured extra spot. Yeah. <laughs> that's tough. I mean, it, it, and, you know, and I understand because, you know, I'm going through the same thing, but you know, I, at a certain point, I was just like, I, I just can't spend all that as often anymore. It's, it, Definitely becomes like you say. You got to really pick and choose when you're going to decide to spend and when you're going to decide to basically give away your money like that. Right. You have if to spend you think it's smarter. Worth it. Yeah, absolutely have to spend smarter. And hopefully, you know, whoever's out there has the money to spend. I think that's a lot of thing. A, a big mistake that a lot of actors make is they just start throwing money at everything, just throwing, throwing the throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. And I think you have to be a little bit more focused than that and and smarter than that. And it's just like any small business that you want to have is you have to decide what your type is, what you're selling, who you are and what, you know, what your specific market is. Then you have to find who your specific buyers are. So then you look at the shows that are on TV. What shows do you fit in realistically? Like if you are, you know, a normal looking person, like me, you're not going to be on the CW. And that's just the nature of the beast. And that's fine. But you have to be realistic about that. So don't spend money sending them headshots because you don't fit that network. You have to be smarter than that. And you have to be realistic. True. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely have to be realistic about where you fit in and, and what you can or or cannot do. And again, if you insist, you're like, screw it, I can do this. Then make it your make it on your own. Create your own and show them show everybody. Yes, I can do you know, whatever type of role that nobody else seems to think that you're fit for. Create right. yourself. Put it out there. There's more than enough people with like YouTube channels putting stuff out there that's terrible. You know? Yeah. But if they're willing to do it and, and put it out there and if and if, you know, if you're thinking I can, you know, write better or act better, or do this better, than, and put it out there. You never know what'll happen. I mean, there's hell. There's a. Um, you were telling me, and, and you sent me the link that that NBC Comedy Showcase. You know. Yeah, they're, they're, they're looking look, for writers. Yeah, they're looking for ideas for for like a comedies. You know, they they, they want you to either send in um, uh, 
You can send them five to ten minute video clips, two different ones, or you can send them um, two pitches. A video Uh, pitch, right. The NBC Comedy Playhouse is what it is. Playhouse, sorry. You know, or either send send them clips of some work you've done or send them video of, of your pitch for whatever it is, and they'll... They'll fund your pilot. They'll let you do a pilot episode. Now, my issue with that is on that whole list of their judges, I'm like, uh, they had some actors and actresses on there. I'm like, I don't see them as funny people. They had some funny ones, though. A couple. A couple. I mean, Mindy Cowling's on there, and Aziz Ansari's on there. Like, people who I think are funny. I'm like, Eva Longoria. I'm like, uh, uh, who? But Amy Poehler was on there, right? Yeah. There's, you know, there's definitely enough funny to counteract the not-so-funny. True. And, and I think my only other thing is, it's like, well, what's... What is... Uh, what's their criteria? Because, look. If if they're looking for something that just fits into what they have, in other words, I'm not sure what they're looking for. You know what I mean? Because I re- I refuse to believe they're just you know being open minded and we're just looking for anything and everything. Just wow us, BS. I think that they they see whatever couple comedies they have that are successful and they're like, let's see if we can find something like that. You know. Right, I think they're looking to rebuild, you know, the NBC comedy Thursday but, block. But I, I think that they already sort of have in mind what they're looking for, uh, because I'm, I didn't read the fine print, but I'm pretty sure whatever you do, they're going to own. Right, that was the other thing that I was concerned about. Yeah, is I mean, whatever it, you it's send not them, yours. It's, it's not yours. It's not yours, and so whatever you do, they're going to own and make whatever changes they deem necessary. You know what I mean? So like if. I mean, I'm just thinking, if, if you're the type that's got, like, maybe very uh, edgy type of comedy, stuff that kind of pushes taste maybe a little bit, stuff that's very different, I just don't see that NBC thing really giving that much of a chance, you know. They won't say it. I mean, I wish they'd just say, look, we need comedies that we can put from our 8 to 9 o'clock p.m. primetime hour. I what think that of, should be common. I mean, that should be common sense because it's. But I don't know. But see, but if, what else are they looking for? For but the thing know? is, if they don't put that down there, if they don't put specifically what they're looking for, and if somebody who just naturally their comedy is something maybe edgy or something out there, I wouldn't fault them for still sending it in. I no, say, not hey. necessarily because it's going to be seen by right whoever but, it's seen by. So who's to say that it might not wind up somewhere else? Uh, maybe, maybe, I'd say this much, if like HBO or if a cable company was doing it, I think there'd be a better chance for like, if, I'd say, than anybody's type of comedy really has a good chance of being out there because it's the cable companies that are really willing to like, hey, let's let's throw it out there and see what happens, you know? Well, they have different guidelines, you know. Granted, guidelines too. granted, which is why... NBC just might as well say, we need something like, uh, what do they have? They have Parks and Rec, don't they? Yeah. Just, we they need something like Parks and Rec. They need something like... I mean, are, are we looking for the fake documentary comedy? Are we looking for another one like uh, The New Girl? Another Modern Family. Another... Uh, office. I mean, you know, what, 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 
what is it that they've got the people sitting around looking at like, okay, we can make that, you know? I don't know. Are they looking for a sketch comedy? Do they see something like what Key and Peele did and be like, hey, they're, they're kind of making it a Comedy Central. We want something like that. You know what I mean? Well, they already have um, SNL. Yeah, but, I mean, even SNL, it's like, you know. It ebbs and flows. Yeah, it ebbs and flows big time for, like, whole seasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, again, those type of, of opportunities, you know, that's what, you know, those of us out there still trying to put foot down, you know, you take a chance. You say, what the hell? You send in for that, and you see what happens, you know. Because it's, you can't, the, the establishment isn't going to come to you. You just somehow have to have something that catches their eye and something that they know that they can make money from. Because that's what, that's, you know, that's what it comes down to. Can you make somebody money? And once you can do that, you're good to go. So, you know, try to be profitable in whatever it is that you do. It's a cold, hard truth. Sorry for all those people that just do it for the art. For the love and the art. Yeah. It's a business. I'm sorry. You can do that, but you will be homeless. You'll be a homeless, doing it for the art actor. Unless you can write a sugar daddy. Yeah, unless you're one of the smart ones that... A benefactor, we'll say. (laughs) I keep telling people, I think Anna Nicole Smith is brilliant. I think she was brilliant, sorry. She found a great 90-year-old dude who obviously knew he ain't going to be around for long, and he's got this big titty woman all over him, he was happy. Did not care. I'm I'm pretty sure he knew she just wanted him for his money. That old man didn't give a damn. He changed his will and put her in it to leave her stuff. I was like, that is a pimp. That's so wrong, Don. <laughs> but that's how you do it. Now, I mean if, if she wasn't stupid and would have stayed alive, she just she'd be living she'd be she'd be on easy street. Yeah, you but know. I mean, how much of yourself are you willing to part with, too, is another issue that we I'm, deal with on the day. I'm only saying, just from the general standpoint of, she knew how to play the system, and she played it well. She played that old man well. She, I'm, I was just thinking about, um, I don't know if you heard that case about that actress that was... Uh, being sued by HBO for breach of contract for not getting naked. Um, no, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't hear that one. Well, it's just, you know, we have a lot of choices that we have to make and take personal responsibility for as as performers. And you have to decide where your lines are, where your boundaries are, and then when you're willing and not willing to cross them because you know if you're going to do a project that has nudity in it they're not going to make you get naked in the first audition but you will or you should 
they you know they usually require you do it in the final callback at some point yeah at some point before you get on set because a lot of times actors will get it in their head that you know they'll just love my performance like they're not comfortable with it from the word jump and they'll just feel like they'll fall in love with me so much that by the time we get to that it'll be okay and it's not okay like Things like that can wreck your career because you've wasted everybody's time. I'm not saying I'm ready to just, like, being nude is a thing to do. But if you say that you're going to do it and you're comfortable doing it, then you have to follow through. That's your job. And it's just unfortunate when when you – it becomes a matter of, you know – like a feminist issue or an exploitation issue when really it's you need to take personal responsibility for the choices and decisions that you've made. So did she say, yeah, I'll get naked, but then was like, nah, I'm not going to well, do it. The way it looks is like every step of the way, like she had an agent and, mm. and every step of the way it was agreed upon that there was going to be, you know, how those yeah. networks have heavy nudity. Yeah. Um, and then when it got down to it, she wasn't comfortable doing it. And, Um, Chickened out. Yeah, she she was never comfortable doing it. And so I think she was trying to say that she fired her agent, that maybe her agent had pushed for this. Misled her? Yeah, misled her Mm. in some way that she didn't know that that was required until it was too late kind of thing. But. Well, I mean, that might be possible, but I can understand why the. Is it the network or a studio suing her? Um, let me see if I can find it. Uh, da, 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 da. She, it's Cinemax. It, oh, so, so it's Cinemax suing her. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, then I can, I, but I can totally understand why Cinemax would be suing her because I'm, you know, they probably got, you know, so far in the process, and all of a sudden. Now she's out and they got to, right. you know, yeah. She's saying that uh, the nudity was in rewrites, that she was blindsided by the rewrites. But it's a show that was a sexy, softcore show on Cinemax called Femme Fatale. So I really don't believe that she had no idea that nudity yeah. was involved. Um, and I think that she thought, according to her, she thought she was going to be allowed to wear pasties. And they were like, no, <laughs> this is total topless. <laughs> there are no pasties on Cinemax. Because there are some, you know, if you ever watch True Blood, you know, it's boobs galore on True Blood. But the, the actress, Game of Thrones? Uh, but the actress who plays Tara on True Blood, uh, she's never been topless. And that's been in her contract from the word jump. Like, she's had a few sex scenes, but she's always wearing a bra. Like, that's just part of her. And so it was negotiated in her contract from the very beginning that she wasn't going to get naked. And she doesn't. She hasn't. Anna Paquin, I've seen all her goods. But Tara, not so much. And you have to negotiate that kind of thing up front. That's true. Yeah. And then, yeah. I'm pretty sure this lady, she'll lose. Unfortunately, she'll lose. I, I don't know how much money she might lose. But but besides that, I, who knows how that'll you know affect her career from here on out? Yeah, I, I think she's done. Well, maybe she might. Uh, yeah, she might have to lay low for a little while. And I I don't know. It it also depends whoever her agent was. Like say her agent was somebody at a really good 
um, agency. Well, she fired her agent. But I'm saying whoever oh, it was, like, one. right, was that a good agency? No doubt that's already gone around. And all the all the, 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 the serious, reputable agencies, you know, already know that, no, nah, we're not taking her. You know, because look what she did to such and such. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, she, she uh, the best I can really hope is if she can lay low for a while. And by a while, she might need like a year or two. Hopefully people forget what she's attached to and then maybe she can come back and and start start over. Because that's kind of tough if people think that, you know, you're somebody who just like breaks contracts and stuff like that. Not an easy thing. No, it really isn't. Mm-mm. But you know what that makes me think of? You got to read the stuff before you sign it, too. There's always going to be a nudity rider. Yeah, oh, yeah. You can't just sign everything. No matter how good it is. I mean, sometimes that's hard, though, because I've worked a couple of jobs where I didn't get my contract until the day I reported a set and it was sitting in my trailer. So it's either I sign it and work or I don't sign it and I don't work. You know, like sometimes they're really not supposed to do that, but that does happen. True. But hopefully once you read it all and there's nothing in there crazy, you're like, all right. You still have to take the time to read it no matter what. No matter what. Because, you know, in the eyes of the law, if you just don't read it, that's not an excuse. I, I mean, I wish. <laughs> not your honor. <laughs> your honor, I read that. Is void because I did not read it. <laughs> your honor, I like to return this car. I did not read my contract. Why didn't you? Ain't Too nobody long. got time for that. <laughs> TLDR. <laughs> not gonna fly. Ah, uh, boy, I, w- I wish send everything back i i didn't read that contract i don't want this no more <laughs> no please but um this has been a very subdued show well you know i think uh i think i think once we you know once we got back on the whole how I much think, money I, we spend and how broke we are exactly it's just like <laughs> man that sucks just, the air right out of the room. That just brings it down. You know, it's like, you, you, you know what we need? We need more success stories. We got to get some success stories. Even, and if we're talking, we don't need, you know, stories of somebody who all of a sudden went on audition one day and they're now the lead in this next epic movie or something. We need some good, even small success stories, you know, from our our fellow actors and, and, and our other struggling artists out there. Some great small success stories where they 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 use the system to their success or they got in some way, some shape, somehow, you know. Uh those are the those are the ones that'll kinda of bring back the more uplifting spirit rather than that cold hard truth of of being an unemployed artist. That's what we need. We need some success stories. Success. Exactly. <laughs> that's what we're, that's what we're going to put out there. Success. And and so, you know what? We're going to have to throw that out on our on our Twitter success. Hashtag #success. Right Even on. 
I don't care what it is, as small or as large, that's what we're looking for, some success stories. And, and uh, hopefully our tens of listeners will rise to that challenge and give it to us. And we promise next time will be a much more upbeat show. <laughs> We're going to try. But you know what? I think as we go along through the summer with all these kick-ass movies coming out, yeah. It's, we'll have it's, a lot to talk about. I mean, whew, the next couple months are going to be kind of busy with, with some of these movies, I'm telling you. We have to talk about movies, too, because there's so much TV happening, but I don't want to give any spoilers away, and so I don't want to say anything and then have somebody be mad because, you yeah. know, yeah. Let me yeah. tell you, some yeah. stuff happened this week, and like Law and Order SVU, some stuff happened this week. Oh, okay, wait, wait, hold on to it. Hold exactly. On. Like, I can't talk right. about that because well, I don't well, want What we're going to have to do is, with the TV spoilers, and even the movies, we're going to have to give some time in between. So then, at a certain point, it's like, you know, give it like, you know, a week or two. It's like, all right, look, if you haven't seen it by now, too too yeah. bad. That's on you. Cause yeah. Scandal was scandalous this week. <laughs> so, you can't say nothing on that one. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to hold it to give no. people a chance. Give no. them like we'll, we'll give them like a week or so to catch up. But um, we we put it out there. We've given you a warning. You know, we're 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 gonna give a delay when we talk about these things because we're gonna give people a chance to see it. So then. Again, you know, nobody's listening and being like, oh, damn, I didn't know. Uh, no excuses. No excuses. No excuses. Because like she said, scandalous, scandalous, scandalous. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> scandalous. So he gave you a chance. Right? <laughs> but on the next episode, it's coming. It's on. It's on. <laughs> and, and I mean, and even on the next one, we can get into some of the details as to what happens. And that's why I didn't go into too much detail on Captain America. Didn't want to, you know, throw out too too many plot points. But you know, we're going to get into that too. Give so, everybody a couple of weeks to kind of catch up on it. Exactly. So everybody's been warned. No surprises. All right. All right. Everybody's good. Whew. Oh, you know what? Before I forget, one thing that um, we have, we decide, we, we're going to bring back, I need to stay up on, was uh, we had a little segment uh, of wise words from Jaden Smith. Mm. I mean, because, I mean, he's deep. Take he us just, out on some positivity from Jaden Smith. He just Smith. is. We're, we're going to take you out on, on one of uh, tweets, one of our tweets from Jaden Smith, uh, he put this out April 5th, uh, where he just goes and says, Jealousy just reassures your love. <laughs> there it is. Hallelujah. Uh, there it is. <laughs> Everybody just marinate on that. <laughs> Let it soak in. And just know that that Jaden Smith, yeah, I'm talking about the Karate Kid. Well, not the real one, but yeah, I think in in China it was called Best Kid. Okay, the Best Kid <laughs> just went deep on y'all, and just let it. Just remember, jealousy just reassures your love. 
Mm. Awesome. Hmm. Awesome. <laughs> he, he's he's obviously he's an old soul. He just is. You know. What is he like? 18, 16, 17? In his know. soul? Well, I don't in, know. How in his soul, he's got to be in his 40s. He's lived, he's lived such a life. Experienced the, the highs and the lows. Yeah, know. I don't know whose life. Maybe Ike Turner? <laughs> he's, he's, he's experienced so much. He's, he's, he's a man of the people. He's reincarnated Ike Turner? He, yeah. Next, next thing you know, he'll be tweeting, eat the cake, anime. Eat the cake! <laughs> Oh goodness! There you go. We and of course it took Jaden Smith to give us a little bit of a high note right there at the end. Man is a just a he's a savant. It's amazing. It's beautiful. It is. But again, we get we, we want to thank our tens of listeners for checking us out. You know how to reach us. I think we've said it eighty bajillion times, and we'll say it one more. You can listen to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on hipcast.com. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast. You can comment, share, like. Send us email there. We have a regular email, tcatpodcast at gmail.com. We have Twitter, at tcatpodcast. We've also got a Google phone number. What's the phone number again? It's 504-345-9344. Call us, leave us messages, numbers, whatever. Just get a hold of us. Let us know what you want because we are here for you, the people. And we want to thank you all for being part of this journey. This is a very NPR-esque episode. It was, you know, I was listening to NPR this week. Driving to and from work, and you know, they've got that whole thing. Like the, the way they end, they end such a calming note, and they ended such a reassuring that you know we've done this together. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to take that. I'm going to borrow that. You know, copy. We have fun here. Good times. Good it, times. Seriously, I'm, I'm gonna. And and I don't know. And every person doesn't matter who. The voice drops down. They kind of get closer to the mic, and then it's it's almost like they're just talking to me. I'm like, yeah, this was good times. <laughs> the yeah. hourglass, this American life ending. <laughs> exactly. So you know, I'm just gonna copy. Uh, look, I think it was Picasso who said, you know, good artists copy, great artists steal. So, so I'm stealing that one. <laughs> Thank you, NPR. Um, I don't know if you have any. I don't. I don't have any thank yous for this week. No, no thank yous yet. I'm gonna kind of wait and see um, if these other Marvel films are as good as I think they are. I'm just gonna thank Marvel wholeheartedly for just being awesome. So, but I don't have any thank yous yet. How about yourself? Um. Well, I do have a special thanks to my friends and fellow actresses, uh, Cassandra Leach and Raven uh, Tryon, who convinced me to start selling some of my artwork on Etsy, which I'd never really thought about doing before. 
Um, it just sort of piles up, and then I just wind up giving it away. And so that's right. Oh, uh, how can how can we find your stuff on Etsy? Well, um, you know we have our production company, Pie Productions, uh, that we use to produce our web series. I went ahead and named the store Pie Productions just in case we decide to sell, um, you know, printed T-shirts. Um, it's Etsy E T S Y dot com. Slash shop slash M M M P I E P R O E. That's three M's. Right. Spell it again. Let me make sure I get this right. Okay. It's it's www.etsy.com slash shop slash M M M P I E P R O D. So it's Etsy.com slash shop slash prud, which is short for productions. Because at some point, I'd like to start, you know, being able to offer, you know, DVD copies of Zoe and Chloe Private Detectives or, you know, T-shirts or any other, you know, Zoe and Chloe swag that Mpie Productions would like to. Or, you know, when we do our next project, you know, or if any of our collaborators has anything they want to sell we just have like a one-stop shop that we can kind of get that done gotcha gotcha so get out there people get some incredible artwork um paintings i mean what what do you got there paintings uh right now it's just um this one collection of paintings that i've Mm -hmm. done um i'm working on a different collection now um i i kind of do my paintings in series um i did one called um uh, hotel or hotel artwork from hell, which I'm thinking about delving back into that series, which just look like normal hotel paintings, but then there's something really off about them, like slightly. <laughs> There'll be, you know, that cabin in the woods, normal painting, but then there's a clown peeking out from behind a tree. Or awesome. I had one that was, you know, ducks on a pond, but there was a skull seeping out of the water and the ducks all had like you know, instead of fish, it was like an eyeball hanging out of his mouth. Just awesome. You know, slightly off kilter hotel artwork. Um, this series that's right now on the site are um, tiny voodoo doll paintings, but they have plush bodies and they come with pins, so you can actually pin them. But they're only they're only supposed to be used for positive intentions. Please, <laughs> let's keep it that way. Don't delve into something you don't want to get into. I'm not responsible for anybody's <laughs> devil. Voodoo mishaps. Voodoo mishaps. <laughs> <laughs> so get out there, people. Get yourself a doll or get some paintings. Let's make it happen. And uh, finally, of course, we have to thank the inspiration behind the podcast. We all know who he is. Just the coolest man in Hollywood. Mr. George Clooney. Again, George, you're always invited to come on to promote whatever project you have or just, you know, have a chat, shoot the shit. That's why we're here. So feel free to give us a call or send us an email anytime. As always, it's been fun. It's been wonderful. It's been great to uh, have a nice little chat. So, Ms. Stewart... Thank you very much. No problem, Mr. Chambers. To all of our tens of listeners, thank you. And we will see you next time. Bye now.
What they did, you see, they changed the grade there. They uh, widened the street. I'm sure somebody told them that that was an improvement. But now, you see, when it rains and when there is fog and with this new angle and they've got these new, these, uh, these, uh, these sodium lamps, it's blinding. That corner right there, it is just blinding. Well, they're going to have to work that out. Yeah, and it's not just tonight. I mean, I've been saying this for years. I mean, how many times have we talked about that corner? Dell. Mr. Greer, we don't have a lot of time here. Oh, so the circumstances, the, the road conditions, none of this holds any interest for you? What interests me is finding the strongest possible criminal attorney that can be here in the next 15 minutes. Well, that sounds ominous. We have some good relationships up here in Westchester. So what are you? What are you? You're not a lawyer? Not the kind you need. What kind is that? A trial lawyer. Somebody who can see this all the way through. That's not what I do. Okay. I think we're going to have to pull Walter back in on this. I want to get Walter back on the phone. I want to get him back into the mix. Because uh, I'll be frank with you. I don't like the way this is going. Sir, we don't have time for Walter. Your options here are going to get smaller very quickly. What options? I'm not hearing any options. I'm suggesting that you go local, and I'm telling you that there's some people up here that I like for this. Oh, great. That's it? That's what you got for me? Hey, you believe this? I've been a client at Kennerbach for 12 years. Do you think that I pay that retainer every month so I can give a place at the back of the line? Mr. Greer, you left the scene of an accident on a slow weeknight six miles from the state police barracks. Believe me, if there's a line, you're right up front. I can get a lawyer anytime I want to. I don't need you for that. We're not sitting here for 45 minutes waiting for a goddamn referral. I don't know what Walter promised you, but I can a tell you A miracle that. worker. That's Walter on the phone 20 minutes ago. Direct quote, okay? Hang tight. I'm sending you a miracle worker. Well, he misspoke. About what? About the fact that you're the firmest fixer? Or that you're any good at it? Elliot. The guy was running in the street! You take that, you add the fog, you add the, 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 the lamps, you add the, the, the angle. What the fuck is he doing running in the middle of the street at midnight, huh? You answer me that. What if someone has stolen the car? Huh? Happens all the time. Cops like hit and runs. They work them hard, they clear them fast. Right now there's a BCI unit pulling paint chips off a guardrail. Tomorrow they're going to be looking for the owner of a custom-painted, hand-rubbed Jaguar XJ-12. And the guy you hit? If you got to look at the plates? It won't even take that long. There's no play here. There's no angle, there's no champagne room. I'm not a miracle worker, I'm a janitor. The math on this is simple. The smaller the mess, the easier it is for me to clean up. That's the police, isn't it? No. They don't call.